he knew the right way to coach me and it was business. If we were going to be out there practicing, you know, it, it wasn't a, a screw around time. And he told me from day one, you know, if, if you want to be just a casual roper that just ropes for fun, that is 100% fine. Then we'll do it like that. But if it's, if it's something that you want to do and be good at someday. And ever since day, I mean, ever since I started, I mean, he was my, he was my idol. My own dad was my idol. I always wanted to rodeo and make the finals. This is season three of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's regular podcast where the team roping world talks. We've told the stories of some of the greatest cowboys, horses, and moments in the sport, and we're so far from done. In 2020, we'll bring you more of what you've come to expect, like interviews with the best cowboys and cowgirls we know, and we'll dive even deeper into subjects you care about. Look for more audio editions of the Team Roping Journal stories you might have missed in print, and learn about the great horses shaping the sport and great challenges facing our industry. All this and more in 2020. I'm Chelsea Schaefer. Hey, Caitlin, we're going to do a quick little intro before I do my regular intro. Oh, hey, Chelsea. That's exciting. <laughs> Caitlin's sitting here. It is late on Wednesday night before this episode comes out. I've been dilly-dallying, and she's amazing and waited for me to do uh, the last little bit of this podcast so you all can have it fresh Thursday morning if you, for you eager beavers that are ready to listen to it on your drive to work or on your feeding miles. But Caitlin and I have been working really hard on something new that I want to talk to you about before I introduce you to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So we have been working on the Breakaway Roping Journal. Yes. And our friends at Cactus Ropes who are sponsoring this episode of The Score are also some amazing sponsors of Mm -hmm. the Breakaway Roping Journal. We're so excited. I mean, I think one of the big things that's been so much fun about the Breakaway Roping Journal and the Breakaway Roping industry is that so many folks in the industry are all in behind it, Mm -hmm. and that's Cactus Ropes for sure. Um, So I'm so excited to have them, Barry, Katie, uh, Mike Pylan, everybody there on board with us. Mm -hmm. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And I know this episode, we're going to talk about the future. Chelsea talks about the future Mm -hmm. of commercial break. But I know Cactus is going to like a good shout-out for their newest calf rope, the breakaway rope, the Tsunami. Mm -hmm. So had to plug that in there a little bit. You filled your permit with the Tsunami, did you not? I did. I filled my permit with the Tsunami. Woohoo! It was great. (laughs) Awesome. Well, everybody, if you haven't checked out breakawayropingjournal.com. It's our new venture. It's a digital-only platform right now. We're super excited about it. I know I'm not the only one that's been putting all my late-night hours into it, but our whole team is is really honored to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to plug that before we get into the episode. And stay tuned, too. If you sign up for our Breakaway Roping Journal newsletters, you are going to be entered for a chance to win a special prize pack and one of those prize packs of many is a cactus prize pack, mm-hmm. cactus ropes. Yes, and so. it's not like a lame prize pack no. that just has like a glove in it. Not that we don't all love a rope glove, <laughs> but currently my dining room is overflowing with prize packs that we're going to give out uh, to celebrate the launch of the Breakaway Roping Journal. So stay tuned, follow us on social media, and we still love the Team Roping Journal. I promise our hearts are in this too. We just can do a lot. All right, well, enough about breakaway roping. Chelsea, let's talk about the team roping healer that is our guest today on The Score. 
Yes. Hey, everybody. Logan Medlin, he is on the brink of his first National Finals Rodeo qualification, though he will not tell you that. It's six years after winning his second College National Finals Rodeo Championship and some 10 years after winning his last New Mexico High School Finals Rodeo title. Medlin, who is a soft-spoken guy from Tatum, New Mexico, has had a better 2020 than just about anybody I know, and that is for sure. He and his high school sweetheart wife, Breely, had their first child, and he's won more with Charlie Crawford than he ever has in a normal rodeo season, with fewer rodeos to go to than ever before. I'm not going to waste too much of your time, because Logan and I have an awesome conversation that I cannot wait for you to listen to. Enjoy! Before we get started with today's episode, we've got to thank our sponsors at Cactus Ropes. Check them out at cactusropes.com and stand by for the middle of this episode where we take a commercial break and I will tell you more about the future. Well, Logan, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Do You're you, welcome. Do you, do you listen to podcasts? I do some, a little bit. I uh, Every now and then, I... Like I said, I'm not usually very tech savvy, and so <laughs> if if I can remember sometimes how to get back on or get logged on to where I can listen to one, I do have the score on my phone, and uh, whenever, but I tell you what, I, I got a new phone the other day, and so I don't have it, my wife's got to get all that lined up for me, I'm not very good at figuring that stuff out, and so I don't no. listen to them all, all the time, but I do some. Now, you were, you say that, like you you aren't super tech savvy. You do have a call. It's not like you are this team roper without any education whatsoever. You're you have a college degree. You had to somehow use a computer throughout your college education. Is that correct? I did, but you know, I uh, you know, it was it was a struggle. It was it was. <laughs> I, I did get through school and got my degree, but that was six or seven years ago, and at the uh, Lots changed since I was logging on and doing my homework, that's for sure. I have not touched a computer since the day I got out of school, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it always, it doesn't feel like it was six or seven years ago that I was, like, interviewing you at the college finals. You were up with Billy Bob. I don't feel like it has been six or seven years. Does it feel like to you that it has been that long since you're, you know, since you were college rodeoing, just worrying about college rodeoing? Roping with Billy Bob, and now you are making your first NFR. Has that been a? Did it fly by the last six years, or was it? It was it, it, it did. You know, it, it it has flown by. It uh, it just doesn't seem. It just yeah, you're right. It just doesn't seem that long ago that you know I was college rodeoing and life was a lot simpler then. The, you know, the biggest thing that was worried about then was trying to make college finals and make your grades and now we just had our first little girl about almost four months ago and so things is things have it's flown by and things have changed a lot yeah but it's 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 good though it's it's exciting to be on to a new chapter of life but yeah it it they aren't kidding when they say it goes by fast <laughs> right now tell me what is your little girl's name cameron Cameron. Cameron. Very Cameron Lee. Has she been on the road with you this summer at all or have her and her mama stayed at home? They've stayed at home. I've uh I've kind of made it a point to I haven't really stayed gone that long. I've I've sure. went every week until the last two or three weeks we haven't really gone anywhere. But uh I was going and then coming back home every 
every weekend and then would be home for two or three days and then take off and go again. And so it really hasn't been, hasn't been bad. They, they, uh, they stayed home. The first rodeo they went to was uh, mesquite the other night. I entered mesquite last week with Charlie and we ran over there and they went with me to the slack and that was their, that was their first one they ever been to. So they'd just been sticking around home. I remember the first time my little girl got to go to a roping um, and I got to take her with her daddy. And that was like a very special day for us. Was that, did you take lots of pictures? Did she, did you set her on your horse or anything like that? She, uh, I, I, I did kind of sit her up on my horse. Uh, you know, my wife really, she wasn't, she, she, she was a little leery about sitting her up there very long. So we, we sat her up there for just a minute and, they just stayed over there and went up to the stands and whatnot. And it was just in the slack. So it wasn't anything too hard to swing, but it was, it was a very, it was a very special, special day. I mean, it was, you know, it's something different when you get to look over there in the stands and see your, see the two, you know, two girls that mean the most to you sitting up there. And it was just slack and I could haul, I could talk to them when I rode by, but it was still a special, special day. Well, that is absolutely awesome to hear. I'm so glad for you that the things have changed in that wonderful direction um, in the last last little bit here. All right, Logan, kind of want to get started talking about, you know, on podcast, I love to ask the question, tell me about your arena at home and what it was like for you growing up as a kid. Now, your dad, NFR qualifier, awesome roper. What was it like in the practice pen for you when you were learning? It was... Uh... You know, my my dad I thought was did a, a very good job of of you know presenting it in a way to where it was it was fun. But ever since day one, I've been very competitive person, just like anybody that probably does this for a living. Very competitive, and so I wanted to be good. Eventually, you know, I wanted to be good someday. And my dad wasn't. You know, he wasn't against, you know, if, if it was something I wanted to do, he was, he knew the right way to coach me and it was business. If we were going to be out there practicing, you know, it it wasn't a, a screw around time. And he told me from day one, you know, if, if you want to be just a casual roper that just ropes for fun, that is 100% fine. Then we'll do it like that. But if it's, if it's something that you want to do and be good at someday, and ever since day, I mean, ever since I started, I mean, he was my, he was my idol. My own dad was my idol. I always wanted to rodeo and make the finals, just like every, you know, little kid's dream whenever they're growing up. And, you know, it was, it was, he, since day one, that's what I told him I wanted to do. And so he kind of helped me train that way. I mean, he, it was, it was business and we had a, something we were trying to accomplish every day and it was fun. I mean, we had lots of good memories and, you know, looking back, I wouldn't have traded it for any other way. I mean, I had, that's some of my most fond memories, but growing up, I, uh, and still to this day, I'm a huge sports fan. Um, so I played football and basketball growing up in, in junior high and high school all the way up until I graduated. And so there was, there was times where, you know, during football and basketball season, I mean, there was a couple different times that I thought, you know, maybe I just want to rope and specialize in that and not play sports. And that wasn't, 
that wasn't an option. I mean, and I'm looking back, it was for the better. You know, my I had made a commitment to my teammates, and I was a part of that team. And so whenever it came around to playoff basketball or playoff football, I mean, I wasn't roping. I was I was playing sports, and at the time, I thought that was kind of silly. But looking back now, it taught me taught me a lot of lessons about you know sticking sticking with something and shoot there's still some of my favorite memories are you know playing in the high school you know state playoffs and basketball and football and you know those will be something that I can carry with me forever well when you say that it's you also won three high school uh team roping titles too in the process so your family must have been really good at helping you multitask did you take the fall off from um, from roping, like the whole fall, and then caught yeah, up in your high school in the spring? It was it was a we always had fall you know fall rodeos um, along the same time as we were trying that that we played football, and there was there was um, several several different times where we had a high school rodeo over the top of a football game. And I missed the high school rodeo, and that was just – and there was no questions about it. I mean, that was when I decided to play football at the beginning of that year. I mean, that's what – you know, and that was something that my dad always told me. You you know, you committed to that, and so you're going to be there for your teammates. And so I I skipped – you know, I skipped a couple of high school rodeos, and luckily my partners throughout the years understood. And, and then in basketball – and then, or then in the springtime, uh, this I would play basketball. But basketball would get over usually the week before the spring uh, high school rodeos would start up, so it didn't really inter- interfere. But I was a uh, we were we were big in the sports. That's me and my sister both. I mean, she she played, and and still to this day, I love to go play pick up basketball, and I just kind of like I enjoy doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, how important was getting a college degree for you versus how important was winning the college finals? Like, were, was, was college the means to an end as far as a goal for winning the college finals, or were you very serious about your academics? I was, you know, I, we were, my mom's a school teacher, and so mm-hmm. from day one, when I first started going to school, that was a priority. I mean, that was something that um, there wasn't ever a, an option really taught probably to not go to school. And a lot of people don't go to school and turn out great, fine, you know, but for my family, that was, that was something we were, I was going to have to do. And so college rodeo helped me get through it and fine, you know, but first and foremost, I was going to get a college degree and, 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 and that's what I did. I mean, I had to, my wife, you know, we went to high school together, but she was at college. We went to the same college as I did, and so, you know, she was able to keep me keep me on track. That's for sure. Because <laughs> there was, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I probably could have strayed and got off a little off off the uh, off course from time to time. But between my mom and her, they they kept me on 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 track pretty good. Yeah. Now coming out of college, you had um, you know, you had won back to back college college championships did you have expectations of having a very having early success in the PRCA 
or did you know you're going to have to pay your dues? Like, tell me what 2014, 2015, you know, those early years looked like and what you were struggling with and how, how you felt about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I really didn't, um, I didn't really expect to just, I mean, I obviously wanted to do good and, and my first couple of years of pro rodeo on, but I didn't just expect to step in and, and just go to, to dominate. And just cause I knew I was, I mean, I, I'm a realist. I could look around and see that I was not at the level that was going to need be to be able to compete and win a whole lot. So my first year, my rookie year, man, Billy Bob, I wrote with Billy Bob Brown and I mean, we were super green. I mean, didn't have a clue really what was going on, but <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. we got out there and toured around for a little bit and I don't know, maybe after Cheyenne or something like that, we came home and, uh, and then in 15, my second year, I had just moved to Stephenville. I, I, uh, had moved to Stephenville the year before, right at the end of 14 and, and 15, I roped a little bit in the winter time with Clayton Haas and then didn't even rodeo that summer. I just stayed home and built my place and, practiced kind of stayed home and you know piddled around with that and I, I knew I needed a new horse um the horse I had college finals and had won both college college finals on he was he was a good horse but I knew that he probably wasn't quite enough horse for what I was going to need and I didn't really honestly know you know I had never rode anything at the time I thought he was the best horse that I could have but fortunate enough I was able to sell him and actually, the the very day that I sold him in 2015 was the day I picked up the horse I've got now that I ride everywhere, Drago. I picked him up the exact that same day to try him. And, I mean, Drago's been, he's been a game changer for me and my family. I mean, he's pretty much everything I've won. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I've won a whole lot in the last four or five years, but everything that I have won has pretty much been on him. Before we go any further into the episode, gotta thank our sponsors at Cactus Ropes. Cactus Ropes has been one of the industry's leading rope producers for the past 25 years, and they're focused on creating specialized products for ropers just beginning to those winning world titles. Be sure to check out their new rope, The Future. It's a four-strand rope with Cactus's core technology. It's a result of a year of testing and creating with the King of the Cowboys, Trevor Brazil. Cactus used manufacturing practices to create perfect balance throughout the rope and an extremely identifiable tip. The future is available at your local Cactus Ropes dealers and online at cactusropes.com now. Now, tell me Drago's story. Where did where did he come from? He come from a guy named Rusty Hennard right there in Tatum. Um, right there where I'm from, he's a rancher right there on the other side of Tatum and some great family friends of ours. I mean, we, they ranch over there. We neighbor, help each other brand. I mean, they're great people. And, uh, he had bought, bought Drago, uh, through the Clovis horse sale, um, when he was a yearling and he had, he, he breaks, they raise a bunch of horses, but he, he had broke him, rode him at the Brandons, and I had I had seen Drago for shoot three or four years, five years, 
and I always kind of asked Rusty about selling him just because he kind of looked the part and I thought maybe he could make a heel horse and Rusty never really wanted to sell him. And finally, when he was six years old, Rusty's got two little girls, uh, Avery and Colby, and they, they were getting old enough to be able to ride and, uh, Drago wasn't really gentle enough for them. He's a little bit quirky. And so he told me he'd let me have first shot at him and he had started healing some on him. He'd actually took him, Oh, maybe a roping or two, I think. He was still very green, but I bought him, and I didn't have anything else. Like I said, I sold my other horse at the time, and so I picked him up, and uh, shoot, 30 days later, uh, Brady Tryon asked me to go to the Northwest and heal just like just the last, oh, last month of the season. And I took Drago up there, didn't have anything else, and he was super green, probably wasn't even ready to go, but I just threw him in there, and He's been all I've ever rode since, pretty much. What What did he need work on when you got him? What What did you? How did you get him from green to finished? Where did that go? I tell you, he uh, he kind of. I mean, he he worked pretty good whenever I got him. Rusty had done a good. He was real broke. He kinda, you could put him wherever you wanted to. Um, but I tell you, I didn't really do a whole lot, but just kind of heel on him just give him runs and repetition and and he kind of he had a good enough foundation that i didn't have to do a whole lot and just kind of went to roping on him and you know it was a couple years later he was probably he was six i guess when i bought him and you know it was he was probably eight before i felt like he was sure enough finished but um man he just he's just easy he's just willing to please he's just I've never rode anything that picked up on stuff as fast as he did. And I just kind of went to healing on him and I just threw him in the trailer. And shoot. That's what I guess in 2016 was the, I didn't rodeo much in 15. And then 2016 was the first time I went from beginning to end. And that was the year that I, I rode with Billy Bob and I finished 17th that year. And so I guess he was eight that year. And at the end of that year, he was, he was starting to get pretty solid, you know. I felt like he was—he wasn't as green then. And then, shoot, he's just—he's just been a, a warrior. You can throw him in, you can ride him anywhere. You can feel like you can ride him. I've rode him at Cheyenne, and I've rode him at the at Northside before, you know, at, at Cowtown. So he kind of—you can kind of ride him anywhere. And he's, uh, you know, a lot of guys, several guys, have mounted out on him over the last two or three years, and gotten along pretty good with him so i guess he's not too too terrible if you got a few other guys have been able to catch on him so that's good <laughs> now a few other guys have told me that he should definitely be in the running for horse of the year is that something you're going to nominate him for yes ma'am i uh i would I, I i did nominate him um i've nominated him one other time but i did i was planning on nominating him this year too, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good horses out there and, you know, there's at the level that, that I go around and the guys I rope against, I mean, it, you, there's nobody that can get by on a horse. that's not very good. Everybody's got good horses, but you know, it would just like anybody else, it would mean the world to me if, if he, if he did get recognized you know, mm -hmm. one way or another, whether, whether he wanted or just, 
by guys saying that they think he's a good horse, you know, is means a lot to me for sure. Yeah, they. I mean, when we talk, I, I get ready to do that. Who do you think is going to be horse of the year story? And I ask everybody. Um, so far, his name has been a popular answer. So I think that's that's certainly a pretty cool and pretty cool honor. Does the gentleman you bought him from? Uh, does he take pride in him still? He does. I. Uh, he's. He. You know. I. I actually just went back. I go back to New Mexico fairly often back to the ranch and I, uh, Oh yeah. He, he, I talked to him on the phone fairly often and he, they watched the cowboy channel. I mean, the, since the cowboy channels came out, him and his little girls and for him and his wife and his little girls, they all, they get on there and enjoy watching and they send me, send me videos from, they'll be recording the TV and watching me, watching me go and his girls will be going nuts if, if I catch, but yeah, they, they sure, they follow him and yeah, they still, uh, every time I, when I go back to Lovington, that's kind of my hometown every year. Usually his girls come up and pet on him and, and scratch on him a little bit. And they, they, they definitely follow it and they keep up with him. That's for sure. That's awesome. Now, how's he bred? He is, I just don't want to lie to you. I've got my, I've got picture papers right here, but he uh, he's out of Neverland Playboy is his name, but uh, he's out of Freckles Playboy, and he uh, let me see. I should I have this a little better off the top of my head, but you're good. You're forgiven. You're a team roper. <laughs> uh, well, I say that I got a new phone, so I don't even have that on here, but. Well, have you yeah. ridden lots of other Freckles Playboy horses in the past? Is that, I mean, you'd seen the horse go a lot, and you you knew him, so I'm sure his his pedigree wasn't too high on your priority list. Right. It. You know. I. No, that's exactly right. I had seen the horse, didn't know how he was bred. I mean, Rusty had Rusty had you know said he had papers or whatever, and I just I knew the horse for four or five years just watching him go, and he could have been grade for all I cared and I'd have still mm -hmm. I'd still bought him. You know, it didn't really didn't really matter. Um he uh he's just kind of the right kind of the right size, the right size that I like for one to be and kind of move the right kind of way and he's tougher than a tougher than a boot heel. Not to mm -hmm. say that we haven't had some battles in the past, but he uh he's just tough. He's you know, you can't you can't hardly get him tired and in the summertime whenever you you're hauling his wheels off and and you'd think most of them would, would need a break, that's usually what he feels his best whenever he, you're hauling him a lot. <laughs> that's cool. That's super cool. Now, this year has been a very interesting year and quite the year to be qualifying most likely at this point are you breathing a sigh of relief yet that you've got it made or how are you feeling no no, yeah. no i uh, i'm not gonna take a deep breath until october 1st i yeah. uh, don't know i've i've had you know some people come up and tell me you know congratulations and everything and and i you know, it is, it's, I try to keep myself from thinking that way. I, uh, I think I'm not naive to the fact, I think that there's a pretty good chance that it's probably, you know, probably wrapped up, but no, I'm trying not to, 
not really to think that way and wait till October 1st before there's any celebrating going on. <laughs> I understand. Um, <laughs> this year has been so interesting, but I suppose if a guy were going to have a new baby, that this would be the year that you get to spend, you're probably getting to spend an unprecedented amount of time with a new baby for a rodeo cowboy in the middle of the summer. Is that, yeah. is that the case? Yeah, it has. It's been, you know, it's, you know, and I understand for a lot of people, 2020 has been a has been a, a rough year and a year that people would like to forget. But for for the Medlin family, 2020 has been a as good a year as I've ever had. You know, I mean, most importantly, my little girl was born and I've got to be home way more, like you said, than I normally would get to. And that, you know, if I make the finals, that's just a cherry on top because really a little girl getting here and start my own family is by far the coolest thing that's happened in 2020. Sure. Now, Charlie, I know him and I visited at the beginning of this year and he said that it's the last year he's going to really try to make the finals. If if, it, if he couldn't make it this year, he was going to hang up his hat and go be a junior rodeo dad. Did you know that going into the year? Do you, I mean, how excited are you to be a part of Charlie's year? Hey, I did. He, you know, we're pretty good friends. We've been pretty good friends for the last few years. And he told me, which I think was very cool on his part. He told me straight up at the beginning of the year, at the end of last year and the beginning of this year that, you know, he wanted to go through the winter time because we were going to get in everywhere and uh, see how it went. And if we had a chance after the winter was over, then we would, then he would be all in um, for the summer. And man, we had a, had a good winter, had a really good winter actually. And then when the COVID hit, um, we just kind of, you know, like everybody just kind of sat around and didn't really know what was going to come of the year. But, you know, once everything, once things kind of got kicked back off this summer and we got to going again, Charlie just, man, he's roped, he's roped great. He's turned a, a lot of steers and, you know, whether this is his last year to to go or not, it was pretty cool for him to, you know, if, he, if we end up making the finals, this would be his 10th, I think he said his 10th NFR. And mm-hmm. and if the, if he wants to call it quits after this year and stay at home more, that'd be a, you know, a pretty cool year to, to go out on. Mm-hmm. Now, is there anything you're working on in your roping right now? Um. My riding, my riding's kind of, usually that's my biggest downfall. My riding sometimes can get, can get a little subpar. And so, um, trying to, trying to ride my horses a little bit more, you know, be a little quieter in the saddle. And sometimes I, I get a little too, you know, I get a little too, uh, loose in the saddle, if you will, if you will, and kind of give horses, too many cues and just trying to trying to sit a little quieter. I think there's some guys, Joseph, um, Jade, some guys that, man, they, they just sit up there and it's like, you know, they never move and they're not, you know, giving the horses a bunch of different several cues and faking them, faking them out a little bit and trying to kind of pattern myself after those guys where they can kind of more or less just stay out of my horse's way and, just let them work and 
you know, be a little, just be a little better horseman than what I have been this year. Who helps you if you, if you need a tune-up? I tell you, honestly, I probably who helps me the most still to this day would be my dad. Um, <laughs> I, we talk about it often. Um, I send him videos and I mean, he's, he's thankfully he's, uh, more than willing to, to help. He likes to look at videos and break them, you know, break, kind of break it down and look at what, what needs to be addressed and what doesn't. And it's always handy to have another set of eyes kind of looking, looking at my stuff because, you know, it's, it's easy to get in repetition and kind of get numb to certain things. But I send lots of videos to him and we talk about it often kind of about what needs to, maybe what needs to change or what needs to be addressed and worked on. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, sir, I am so excited for the year that you're having. It's kind of, it's been such a fairy tale year for you. Um, aside from the rest of humanity struggling, I'm really glad that <laughs> yeah. your year has gone how it has. Um, it's, it's nice to see a, a happy ending coming out of this year. So um, I'm thrilled yeah. for you. I'm so excited six years later after the last time we really visited for your college finals win um, to be talking now. So, Logan, okay. I'm excited for you wherever the NFR may be, wherever, wherever it is, even though you're not uh, banking on it yet. I'm, I'm hopeful and confident that we'll see you there. <laughs> okay. Well, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Logan, for spending your time with us. I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation. I'm glad you all got to meet Mr. Logan Medlin, who is not often um, in the spotlight. So enjoy, and thank you so much, Cactus, for your time on the score today and supporting everything that we do.